Hello everyone, good morning. This is Jonathan from Practice Success. It's another good day. Um, we have I have really good guests today. It's not gonna believe um I have Elizabeth Pampal Pump Elizabeth is an actual international speaker, successful entrepreneur, and an expert marketer with over 20 years in experience. I mean, we're going to talk about marketing today. And someone I'm talking to today actually walked to talk, walk and talk. Hit, and she's been doing it for quite some time. So I'm going to let her introduce herself because I'm messing this up. However, uh, this is going to be really, really fun. And I um, hope you get, thank you guys for tuning in. And she's already here. Hi. Hi, Elizabeth. Good morning. Good morning. How are hey, you? Elizabeth, I'm I'm doing good. Thank you so much. And where awesome. are you located anyways? I am in Florida in the US. Florida in the US. I wanted to pronounce your last name, but I couldn't I don't want to mess it up. So how do you pronounce your last name? Pampalone. Pampalone. There you go. Elizabeth Pampalone. Well, Elizabeth, you've been in marketing for a very long time. So um Tell, tell us a little backstory there. How did you get started with this uh, marketing? Well, I actually started my business in 2007. I had just moved to Florida and from another state, and I had just been through a divorce at the age of 20. I lost everything, and I had to move back in with my parents. Um, and it was a very sad time for me <laughs> yeah, uh, because I didn't want to move back in with them. I was out on my own. I wanted to be out on my own. And my mom said to me, you know what, in order to get out on your own, because I, I couldn't find a job, like I just, like, it was the beginning of the recession and I was either overqualified or underqualified. And so she said to me, pick two things you like and make a job because you're not having good luck finding something because there's, you know, really not much out there. So I said, I like old people and computers. And I started a computer repair business where I would go and teach classes at senior centers and then I would go into people's homes and repair their computers. Wow, so that's your first first job? That's cool. That was my first uh, business, yeah. Yeah, your first business. I mean, that must have been hard for you going back. What time, um, what, like, how, what age did you leave the house and just be on your own? Well, I actually uh, went to college for a software degree uh, when, I was tw when I was 18. Mm -hmm. And I finished that degree um, by age 20, and I was a software developer for about eight months um, before I went through my divorce. And so um, I pretty much became a, became a software developer, moved out, got married, and then got divorced pretty much all in like the same year. <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> crazy. Um, and then once I had to move back and, and I had to kind of start everything over, I just decided that I needed to do my own thing and, um, you know, not really worry about, you know, what the traditional thing would be. Cause you know, running your own business is not necessarily the easiest thing in the world, but I had so much time and passion and, eff and effort that I wanted to put into it that I was like, you know what, this is the best thing for me right now is to really focus on something and create something that's mine that I know will sustain me no matter what happens in my life. Married, not married, single, you know, kids, no kids, it doesn't matter. This will help me to live life on my own terms and not really have to, you know, move back in with my parents at some point. <laughs> but you're actually out already, right? 
Yes, yes. I'm actually <laughs> remarried now. <laughs> wow, that's exciting. That's good. I love that you decided to, hey, I'm going to build something that it's going to be long term, not short term. Um, and I think this is what you build, right? Um, can you talk to us about that absolute marketing? What is that? What does that mean? So after about 10 years of doing the computer repair, um, I end up selling that business. Mm -hmm. But during that time of owning that business, I ended up starting a second business. And my software degree, I, bit, I pretty much learned how to build websites and web marketing and web programming. And so when I was building my business, I also learned how to market myself as a business. And so what I did was I took all of my ideas and things that I had built for myself as a business owner to help myself get things done quicker and market myself. And I started to help and share those with um, help other people and share them with other people and use my web programming degree to help build websites for them. So about four or five years in, I started kind of branching out to this other business side. And my second husband, we got married um, and he actually ended up working with me for about four years. Uh, during the recession, we just worked together and that was our only income. It was awesome. He did the computer repair stuff and then I did the websites and things. Um, and so once I ended up selling the computer repair business, I was just doing the websites and I thought there's got to be another way to do this. I was so stressed. People weren't getting me their stuff on time. It was a mess. I, I couldn't get people to get me info, get me content, write their bio for goodness sakes. So I ended up saying, you know what? It was like May, the middle of the year in 2017. And I said, just forget it. I'm taking everything off my website. I am done. I'm done with traditional marketing. And I was so scared because I was charging $3,500 a website. I was only taking two clients a month. Sometimes I didn't even get that, you know, like it was because it was such a hard sell because it was such a high dollar amount. Right. And so I said, forget it. I'm cutting my prices in half. And I'm saying, website in a day because that's what I ended up doing with my clients because they wouldn't get me their stuff until the last day of our contract and I had new clients coming in the next day so I had to like whip out that website really fast mm -hmm. so I knew I could do a website in a day so I started doing website in a day social media in a day and I get my clients to sit with me for eight hours and complete <laughs> one project it's like if you can give me one day we can have a full finished website start to finish you know that full website if you can give me one day, we can do 12 months of social media in one day. So I started doing that in 2017. I took everything off my website. I only put that up there. My first client, she booked three days. She booked branding, website, and social media. It was awesome. I was like, this is my life's work. This is what I need to do. And ever since then, I've just kind of dove into this like absolute marketing system. I now have the full five-day system that I do. And um, we basically sit with a client for an entire week. It's five consecutive days, Monday through Friday, and we create the entire year of, of marketing. So that means we create a brand, an ebook, uh, you know, business card, um, all the collateral, the logo, all that's day one. Day two, we create a website. Day three, we create 365 social media posts. Day four, and we schedule them and we create them, we design them, it's all done. Day four, we create um, 12 months of blog posts, scheduled, designed, written, done. And then day five, we create 12 months of email marketing campaigns and funnels, written, scheduled, designed, done. And the other pieces I do, I do like a podcasting day. I do a membership day if somebody wants a membership site um, or some kind of subscription site. I do an e-commerce day if they have a large e-commerce store. 
So there's other little days we could throw in there or swap out, but the five, the main five are like the five pillars of marketing. And that is what I believe each business needs as a minimum to really succeed. Wow. That's amazing. Um, there's a lot of things there, right? Especially when it comes to clients. I know it could be hard, especially asking them for something. Because I know as a client, um, and I get, um, me as a client, I get busy at times too. And then someone's doing work for me, but yet he's waiting or she's waiting. And then I could not get it to her on time. So that frustration turned into a business for yourself. And you're, you, you have adjusted and uh, adapt to like, hey, um, my client's not giving me anything thing and this is hard because i have another client coming in i'm just gonna make this into like very short only five days in five days and we're gonna do everything you don't need to mm -hmm. deal with me afterwards wow that that's really good i mean so how do you in in your own marketing how do you market that that kind of service to people do you like one-on-one -on or social media or paid ads? So that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. So I actually do a lot of, um, I used to do a lot of in-person networking and I still do some and I do a lot of online networking. And the way I do my online networking is I actually answer questions in groups. I am there to educate and teach. And, you know, if someone wants to take my simple idea that you can build 12 months in a day, and run with it like great like they should just go with that and just go for it but if they're like how would i do that i need help with that then that's where i would come in and say all right here's my system here's my formula and let me know if you want to work with me but i don't do it from a, a standpoint of i have a system you should totally dm me about this like i hate those like posts those annoy me so much <laughs> so i if someone asks a question about you know what's the most frustrating thing in your business and if someone else comments social media. Oh my gosh, it takes up so much time. I'll comment back to them and say, Oh, I get you. Like I have done that so many times. And like, I know it's so annoying, but I finally found a formula that works for me. And like, you can do, I do 12 months in a day. I know you can do it too. And I just encourage them that this kind of stuff is out there. And there's tons of people that talk about how you can create six months in a day, three months in a day, whatever. Right. So I'm not selling them on anything, but then when they're intrigued and they're like, Oh my gosh, girl, tell me what you did then I can have that conversation. Um, and so I do a lot of that. And then I also do a lot of teaching. I teach a ton and I volunteer teach at SCORE, SBDC. Um, those are like, uh, you know, volunteer organizations that you can teach classes to entrepreneurs, especially um, if you're gonna be a speaker or if you're a coach, it's a great avenue um, to actually get your name out there. And so that's how I actually started my first business was I went to um, the senior centers and I taught how to, you know, do email and how to make a word document, stuff like that to the seniors. And they would say, oh, well, my computer doesn't do this. Like, how do I do that? And so that's when I started going into people's homes was because they needed extra help. And yes, I was getting paid by the senior center, like, $15 an hour, but the clients that would have me come into their homes, I started at $35 an hour. So I was making more than double what I was making at the senior center, but the senior center was more of a vehicle to get me into those homes so that I could make more. And I might be at someone's house three, four, five hours, depending on their situation and be making a, a good amount of money. And I ended up working that business, like I said, for about 10 years. And we got up to two employees, um, that we're doing the house calls and we were making um, $75 an hour. So 
you know, that kind of thing to ramp up, you know, that's great. And so I use the senior center as a vehicle to build my business. And it was because I was teaching. I'm not, I wasn't selling anything to the seniors. I was mm -hmm. teaching them something. Mm -hmm. And when they naturally had questions, then I could say, hey, this is what I do for a living and this is how much it costs. And then they could decide if it was something for them. So I do the same thing now with my business. And that's how I really market myself is through um, through commenting, through in-person networking, and then of course through teaching. Ah, oh, man, that, that's amazing. Do, did you ever think about like, hey, I should video this while I'm teaching because that, that could have been the like the best testimonial you could have. I do have a lot of um, teaching videos. I have over 50. Um, and I also have a, I had at one point a membership, but now I just use my videos for my courses. So when I teach something and I get a lot of good questions and I feel like it's a really solid, you know, encapsulation of what I want to teach for that day, then I will actually do a, um, a course on it. I have a course on my website right now. It's the how to create 12 months of social media in a day. Um, and it's a four hour implementation course where I actually teach, but then I gave time in between for you to actually do some things and write some things. So it's really, really good because it's not just, hey, watch this video and then, you know, go do your stuff. It's really about how you can actually sit there and implement while you're watching the video. Oh, that, that That is awesome. Okay. And you also do, do you just teach marketing or do you just sit with them and teach them everything that they needed and how to be a speaker doing podcasts or just marketing itself so for social media? One, the one year in five days, um, that is teaching each of these five pieces. So we t I, I teach and implement the five pieces. So it's the branding, it's the um, websites, social media. So each each of those days is like a coaching session and an implementation session. Um, and the I do teach podcasting as well. I have a day on podcasting. It's an eight-hour day. We actually knock out some episodes. I hook you up with an editor, all that stuff. Um, and I give you all the tools and all the platforms, and we figure out what your podcast is going to be. Um, so, And I do teach some speaking but i do that more as part of my coaching so it's, it's part of it's kind of mixed in with my coaching right okay so everyone anyone listening she teaches one-on-one or is it group coaching but if you were to hire somebody who who is actually doing it do one-on-one you learn a lot more because that one-on-one it and then she teaches you everything, including the equipment, everything that you have to do, topics, and like just go through it, and then it will save you a whole a lot, whole lot of time in just one session. And that's a, that's amazing. I think that's great. Um, so right now, Elizabeth, um, like when someone do this five days marketing, does it have to be um, like five days straight, or it could be like a different days? So I recommend that we do consecutive days because we get in a roll, we get a momentum going. And if we don't have them straight, then what we end up doing is we lose our train of thought. And so then we have to sit there and go, okay, what were we thinking that day? What were we talking about? And so I try to get it. If we can do it in consecutive days, I'd rather do that. Um, mm -hmm. But if we can't, that's okay. I mean, I work with people on that, but I try. If, if we absolutely can, let's do five consecutive days. Oh yeah, there's my three, my three options. Um, I've got my self-paced course, which is the four-hour implementation session. Um, that's it's just a video. You walk through it. You, you can implement as you go. And then I've got my one-on-one -on -one coaching, um, which is all five days across five weeks. 
And then I've got my day to day, like five days implementation sessions. And those, those have different pricing. Uh, this is really good. See, the, I, I like about this is Elizabeth work for herself. She will not never, never. Well, do you, do you, do you work for someone else right now? Nope, this is it. <laughs> this is it. So <laughs> like, you've been you know, so when, or eight years. Eight years. Wow. Yeah, just I, I had a, a part-time job in the beginning um, because I I didn't have you know enough going. I didn't have enough clients and all that stuff. So um, I actually it was about the first two years I was by myself. Hmm. And when I moved out of my parents' house in '09 and I got an apartment. I did one year by myself and I was like, Oh no, <laughs> I cannot do that. So I guess it's been longer than eight years. Um, so I moved out in 09. I couldn't make it. So I got a roommate, I got a part-time job and I had that part-time job for about two years, kind of in the middle, I would say. Um, and that's when I got married as well. And so once I knew that I was making more money, like two times as much money at my business than I was at my part-time job, then I quit my part-time job and then I've been doing this full-time since then. So I guess I've been full-time longer. I've been full-time since 2012. Yeah, that would be about 2012. So that's about how long I've been doing this full-time. Um, yeah, I guess so eight years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then my husband quit his job um, in 2013 and he worked with me until 2017 or 16, somewhere in there. Um, and he went out and did, um, he went into construction at business, but he worked with me as a um, tech and he did the computer house calls with me from uh, 2013 to 2016. Uh, I have no doubt you both gonna kill it. It's because there's a support from each other, right? It's a huge thing. Um, you might, sometimes you might not get it and you have to go alone, just like Elizabeth did it. She has to go alone. Um, but you know, there's no expectation from our significant others because at the end of the day, they have a choice. They have a choice either go go into this journey with you or they're not, and that's their choice. And if they're not, that's okay because um, that's their choice. Again, it does, they don't have to. They don't have to support you in any that kind of way. Like we have to go within because my my situation is my wife don't like that entrepreneurship thing. She's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to stay home, but I'm going to support you, but I'm not going to come in with you. But, you know, yeah. you know how this, this is actually hard. You have a lot of thinking behind this. <laughs> I always so, tell people this is the hardest thing you will ever do. I know a lot of people said, well, I've been through this or I've been through that. No, this is an everyday battle with yourself. Yeah. Keep going and mm -hmm. it's not a bad thing it's it's actually a really good thing it makes you a stronger person it shows you what you're made of mm -hmm. but it is definitely an every single day choice that you have to make in order to move forward and make yourself a success ah that, that's i mean now that you you told me what are some of the challenges you you face while you were getting started with this entrepreneurial journey well, I did not know anything about business. I <laughs> I knew a little bit only because my mom was an entrepreneur. But when mm. I was growing up, I was a kid. I did I just kind of osmosized things. I didn't really realize how much I had learned. But I I didn't have a degree in business. I didn't have any any knowledge about how to start a business. You know, CPAs, lawyer. Like I didn't know anything of that. So I just kind of fumbled my way through it. And I feel like that's what a lot of people need to do. You have to, you know fail to learn. And 
you know, I failed a lot in the beginning. I had a lot of missteps. I had a lot of things that I was like, oh, my clients are going to love this. And I would, you know, build it up and make it and spend all this time on it. And then they were like, nah, I don't want that. So, <laughs> you know, it just was, and it was kind of a letdown in the first, you know, like, well, I built this for you. I made this for you and you, you should want it. And, and they just didn't. And that was fine because it showed me that I have to listen to the client. It taught, taught me about branding. It taught me about, you know, making myself, um, visible consistency, like there's so many pieces that come into it. But I think one of the biggest things I learned in the early on that actually helped a lot was consistency. And I know I noticed that when I'm not consistent, and this has happened throughout my career, when I'm not consistent, everything will fall to crap, not today, but three months from now, because mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. it's going to hit, you know, that's when that yep. time frame is going to hit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, today might be great. And I've had a lot of people um, tell me this, and this is something my clients struggle with a lot. They'll say, I don't need clients right now. I am so busy. I don't need to market. And I'm like, no, no. In three months, you're not going to be busy. In three months, you're going to be sitting there on your butt going, oh, my gosh, where are my clients? Where, where are my clients? Why is my business uh -huh. failing? Mm -hmm. And it's because you went market three months ago. You know, So I, I definitely learned that early on. Um, and I noticed my patterns. I noticed when I was busy and I didn't have time to market myself. Mm -hmm. then I would fall short a couple of weeks, couple of months later. And so that's when I developed those systems for myself to say, look, I need to sit down at the beginning of the year or in the middle of the year or whenever I want to do it, right? Whatever the time frame is, start today, sit down and say, okay, here's my next year of marketing from April to April or August to August or whatever, right? And write it all out, get it all done, and then sit down and actually network and go online and comment on things and talk to people. You know, I mean, we got on this podcast together on this call because I talked to you. I reached out. I was like, hey, like, what, what is this about? Tell me more about this. So you have to make those those reach outs. And I didn't do that a lot early on. I was so, so timid. I was like, oh, no, what if they don't like me? Or what if this? Or what if that? <laughs> uh, and I was a very timid person. I, I grew up in a, a very strict um, religious household, which I'm thankful for that upbringing, by the way. It was part of my my life and I love it. But it was just very much like, okay, you you are seen, not heard. You, you know, you don't need to be loud and obnoxious. You don't need to be like getting in there, like elbowing your way in, right? You just need to be, you know, quiet and demure. And that's what women are supposed to be. And so I grew up that way. But then when I went through the divorce, then I had to fight for everything. I had to say, no, I need that my lawyer paid for. No, I'm going to take the, the car, you know, like <laughs> I had to fight for those things because no one else would fight for me. And so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I kind of learned happiness in a, in a very traumatic way, but I learned to be a little more scrappy. And that's kind of what I think helped me as an entrepreneur or become an entrepreneur is that if I don't ask for it, no one's going to give it to me. It's, it's very true. You, you do have to fight for everything, even for your time sometimes. You, you, you got to learn to say no in order for you to do this entrepreneurial journey. If you don't yeah. learn how to say no to people, even though it hurts, it, you're, you're not going to make it because this is actually, it's a battle and it's a battle daily, not just you, but you're battling other people, like their opinion and stuff like that. But the, um, and then sometimes stops you, like stops you, your other people's opinion and yourself. Those are the two things that will stop a lot of people from actually executing on the plan. Because Elizabeth, you could give your client all the plan that they have, but but they have the insecurities and they won't take actions because 
they think, oh, other people would see this post and what would they think? And then here it comes. They're not going to post it. And how do you tell them what to do on that situation where they have that insecurities and they don't want to, they don't want to pose. They don't want to do the podcast. They don't want to do, it's just, I'm going to put myself out there. I don't, it's just way too much. People's going to know my business. How do you, how do you deal with those kind of clients? So I, there's a couple of things you said there that are really important. So one of them is that imposter syndrome where we think that, well, what I have, who's going to want what I have? I'm a nobody. What do I know? You know, that kind of thing thinking is first of all, the most detrimental thing to a business. You're basically sabotaging yourself before you even get out on the field. You know, <laughs> you're like, I'm not even going to play Get it. And you're telling everyone you want to play, but then you're like, when they're like, yeah, come out here, let's play. And you're like, well, I mean, I'm not the best kicker here. So maybe you should pick that person. You know? And so it's like, no, that, that thinking is not great. And you know, when you let that get in the way, you're going to see a lot of downfall from that. The mm -hmm. other thing you mentioned is if I give this someone a plan and they just sit on it, which I've had clients do actually, oh, see. I had a client last year. Um, I had two that had this happen to, but one of them really stands out. Um, I worked with her at the end of last year. We set her up starting like January, right? So she was like, I want to kind of wait with my stuff. So we worked it towards the end of the year. So we kind of made everything in like January to December for 2020. And she, we set everything up, we put it out there and um, we start to get into the beginning of the year, Mar January, February goes by and she, she calls me in March. And this was kind of irrespective of COVID. Like she has a business that didn't really, wasn't really affected by that so much. So she, she starts, she's like, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. And I was like, well, what have you done with what we've done? Like you're sitting there, you have these posts going out, you have blogs going out, you have your website, it's great. You know, you have a membership now. Like she had all this stuff. We worked seven days together, seven. So she had extra days. And she's like, well, it's not working. Turn off my social media. I don't want it. And I'm like, you paid for, no, that you need that. And she's like, forget it. I don't want the social media, turn it off. And I was like, it's not going to help you if you do that. You have to work your business. And basically what she thought, even though I told her this was not the case and I set up the expectations, she didn't really listen. I said, you have to work this system. This system is going to be the underlying foundation. But what you do on top of that is what's going to make you successful. This is your consistency layer. This is what a lot of people don't have. This consistency layer of blogging that's going out, posting that's going out. Your website is great. Everyone can go to it. It's clear. It's concise. It, uh, people understand it when they get there. And she just sat on it. She thought that it was going to bring her clients, that it was going to bring her money. Mm -hmm. And then over the next four or five months, even though everything had already been paid for, everything had already been scheduled, everything was paid in for an entire year. So she could have literally waited it out till December and been fine, right? She, throughout the year, she's like, cancel this, turn off that. I don't want this anymore. I'm not paying for that anymore. I'm like, you already paid for it. Just leave it. Wow. <laughs> everything. And then the, the final thing was her website came up, uh, was, it wasn't even about to be renewed, but they sent her like that in a few months, your website will be renewed, you know, that whole like pre thing. And she was like, just, just cancel. I don't want it. I was like, seriously, because I had worked so wow. hard on it, but it wasn't even about me. I was, I felt bad for her. Like, right. And I didn't let her down because I did everything that I needed. Right. I did more than, than that, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. but she didn't use it. And then I've had other clients who I've done the same thing for. I've gone above and beyond. I've given, you know, her stuff, everything. And they just take it and they are just like off. Like they are like more successful than me now because they took what I gave them and they just ran with it. And it was mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on the person. Um, 
And I think that if you have this imposter syndrome, that's not going to help you. And if you have, you know, this idea that, well, once I do marketing, everything's going to be great, that's not going to help you either. So you have to work the system. And even though it's a lot less work now that we've gotten all this social media out of the way and your website is great, your brand is great. We've taken out about 20 hours of your week off your plate. So now you have these extra 20 hours. Now that's for you to actually use and say, I'm going to go and message people and comment and peruse Facebook and go to networking events and all that kind of stuff. So we've given you back these 20 hours a week for every single week for the rest of the year. And you have to use them wisely. But that's what some business owners know and some business owners don't. So I'm telling you now, if you're a business (laughs) owner, you don't know this, you need to make sure you're using those extra hours wisely. Right. Oh man, there's a lot there, right? Um, the, 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 the person, the business owner, she, she is, you can, you already did your part. I believe that she's dealing with eternal, eternal thing Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. like that. Hey, um, I'm putting myself too much out there. What's people going to look? Because if she start taking it down, that's actually insecurities inside of her. And she probably don't even realize that, but that's huge. And that's gonna, gonna affect her long term too. So it's, it's very hard to deal with that, especially when your client has insecurities, because the, the things that we teach our clients is they actually have to put themselves out there and they're going to have to be okay with criticism and judgment. And, and if they don't, if they don't, they don't have that skin to actually take it because they someone comment or some bad reviews or so whatever it is, and that they, they need to have that skin. Um, what about you, Elizabeth? You started putting yourself out there. Um, I'm pretty sure you have some people that are not happy you're doing that. Um, has your family been supportive of you when you put yourself in the marketplace and put yourself out there? At scale, because you're everywhere right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I am. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm everywhere too, and that's not helpful. <laughs> um, but oh, hold on one second. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I, I actually have a very supportive family. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my mom, like I said, my mom was an entrepreneur, and you know, I, I kind of learned a lot from her. Like I said, without even realizing it, which was awesome. Um, and my husband, my current husband, my second husband, he is very, very supportive. As I mentioned, like we work together and now he actually ended up quitting his job again. <laughs> and he's working <laughs> for himself now, which I'm so happy about. So, you know, I have a very supportive uh, family when it comes to that. Now, in the beginning, when I was in my early 20s, um, I had a lot of friends at that time that, um, you know, I did. I used to ballroom dance competitively and I my friends in that dance world, they all had like jobs. You know, they all had, you know, pharmacists and, uh, you know, doctors and all kinds of, you know, teachers. And like they had like these stable financial guys, stable, stable jobs. And they were in them and that was the job they were going to stay at. And that was it. And none of them ever changed jobs. And here I was working with this person this week and that person that week. And, you know, (laughs) oh, I'm going to make this thing and I'm going to do this business and I'm going to have these things. And I was always pretty much broke (laughs) at that time because it was just Mm -hmm. starting. Mm-hmm. And I never had enough, as much money as they did. They went on cruises and they did, you know, all kinds of stuff. And I didn't get to go because I didn't have the funds to do that. But I stayed home and I worked on my business. And then when I met my husband, um, you know, we got we got married and, and we, we did the same thing. We stayed home. I worked on my business. And after about two or three years, we just started going places. We started traveling. We started doing all these things because my business had grown enough that we could do those things. And so 
my friends, they were dealing with their jobs in the middle of the recession and they were like, there's no money. There's, and I'm out there like, oh, there's plenty of money. I don't know what you guys talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's so funny. Those same friends right now in the last year, year and a half have come to me and said, I need to do what you're doing. I need to start my own business. How, how am I supposed to do this? You you made it. You're successful. They kind of had to have like proof in a way. Right. And they're like, you did it. Now teach me how to do it. And I've actually helped several people build little businesses. Um, one of them actually is building quite a large, but I'm so proud of her. She's like building this large business. But it was just so interesting to see like, yeah, I sacrificed at the beginning and I sacrificed, you know, going on that cruise or doing whatever. But now they're coming to me saying, I got to do this. I can't stay in this job. My my job is maybe in jeopardy. Maybe there's an issue with, you know, funding or whatever. And they're like, I need to do this for myself and my family. Mm-hmm. And I have been helping people. I mean, I've had a couple of my friends, they've, they've wanted to pay me, which is fine. But most of it is just me giving them time, giving them my expertise and my time, because I understand that they kind of missed the boat a little bit in the beginning, but now they're on board. And I'm like, yeah, bring them in, bring them in. Let's do it. So, right. you know, I'm very happy about that. But that was my only experience with, with non-support, which was my friends in the beginning. Like, You're crazy. Why are you putting yourself through this? Why are you doing this? We're out here having fun. But now I'm the one having fun. And they're the ones like, I got to build a business. <laughs> <laughs> so it's reversed. Um, I'm glad. This is actually really good because you have done it. You know the struggles, and then you could actually support other people who are just starting themselves. Because there's a lot, there's a lot here. And if you guys listening, and then Elizabeth actually done it like a long yep. time ago. And there's a struggle at the beginning that most people actually quit. And yep. but she's persistent and she's done it. She proved it. Now she's now she's becoming rising up to a level that hey. She deserve it because she actually done the work. Um, my last question to you, Elizabeth, yeah. because we're running out of time. Um, what advice would you give to someone who's just barely starting? Um, because you have started yourself and you know how hard it is. And you know how hard it is. It takes a long time to actually make it work. What advice would you give to someone who's starting entrepreneurship and who wants to quit his or her job, um, you know, once it it gets going? So one of the things that my mom said to me a lot when I was growing up, whenever I was frustrated about my experience or my, you know, my situation, um, she always said to me, this is temporary. Hmm. If it's a good thing, be prepared. Just, you know, not like doomsday yourself, but like be prepared that something will go wrong. Something will happen. Have a little savings, you know, that kind of thing, right? Be prepared if something goes wrong. But if it's bad, guess what? This is temporary too. So everything is temporary. And, you know, I've, I've been through a divorce. I've been through that trauma at a, at a young age. And, you know, that was something that really woke me up to that, that saying that she was, she was telling me, this is temporary. You know, we don't want to imagine our lives with or without something, you know, whatever it is, but we have to realize that everything is temporary. And so in, in that, my encouragement is, do your best at this point, even if it's really hard, even if it sucks, even if you're broke, even if it doesn't matter, whatever the bad situation you feel like you're in right now, no clients, whatever, that will change because everything changes. Everything is temporary. And then if you're really doing great, think about, okay, I need to put aside, I need to save, I need to make sure that I'm kind of, you know, building up my fortress, right? My fort and saying, I am ready for whatever comes next. And be mentally ready for whatever comes next as well, whether it's success. I know a lot of people are afraid of success. 
And you mm-hmm. have to be mentally prepared that this could actually work and I could actually be successful. And you also need to be mentally prepared if something bad goes, you know, goes wrong, something goes wrong and you've been going, everything's been going really well, that you know that this is just a short time, I can get through this and we're going to move past it. So with business, that up and down could be in one single day. Mm-hmm. You could be riding high in the morning and then in the in the afternoon, pff, everything's horrible, you know. And then the next day it's back up and everything's great and then everything's horrible or it's really horrible in the morning and you have a really great afternoon and then at night maybe something else happens and you're like oh everything's bad again so that that's temporary though you can see how quickly everything changes and as entrepreneurs we ride this this horrible roller coaster of emotion but we do it because we want to help people and we want them to understand that what we're sharing with them is going to make their lives better and we have to remember that whatever we're dealing with it's temporary and we can get through it because the next thing may be great or, or bad, but all of it's going to actually teach us and train us and make us better at what we do. Absolutely. I think you said it the best way possible. Everything is temporary. And then if you put in the work, there's definitely a payoff at the end of it. Um, Absolutely. This has been great. Um, I love that you came on to the show. Uh, thank you so much. Where can we find you, Elizabeth? Well, I am at getabsolutemarketing.com and you can find all the info about me, um, about my process, about my uh, my course and my podcast. And I also do a lot of speaking. There's uh, some upcoming events on there that you can be a part of as well where I teach what I know. All right, everyone. That's getabsolutemarketing.com. There's absolutely... Um, a lot of benefit of actually working with Elizabeth is because she's done it. She she knows all the challenges. She done all the hard work. So if you guys work with her, it's definitely worth it. So Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Everyone, see you later. Bye.